I would like to invite you on a journey. A journey viewed entirely through your mind's eye. Please have a pair of headphones and a comfortable place where you will be undisturbed for the duration, if possible. Go ahead and find your headphones and get into your comfortable place now. You may pause this if you need a few moments. For this journey, you may sit, stand, or lie as you choose. During our journey, you may feel like moving your body into different positions. If so, this is absolutely fine. Please be careful, as you will have your eyes closed throughout the journey. But if an instinct tells you to rise to your feet at a certain point, or to reach out for something you see along our journey, feel free to follow those instincts. There is no wrong way to do this. The journey may bring up different emotions. If at any time you feel uncomfortable, all you have to do is open your eyes and take off your headphones, and you will be right back where you started. Safe and sound. Now is also a good time to set an intention for your journey. I know you don't even know where we're going yet, but you did set this time aside. So take a moment and set an intention. Now, we begin our journey with a long, deep breath in. And then let it out. Take a long, deep breath in. And let it out. And one last time, take a long, deep breath in. And let it out. And allow your eyes to gently close. Let your attention gently settle on your feet. Allow a warm, gentle awareness to fill them as you feel each toe, the arches, the ankles, all the little bones that fit so neatly together. Let this gentle attention flow from your feet and ankles into your legs and knees. Allow this awareness to flow into your hips and your belly and down into your lower back. Let the gentle presence flow up through your chest, around your heart and your lungs, around your spine, all the way up to your shoulders. Then allow this awareness to pour down each arm into each hand, into every single finger. Feel each finger distinct from the others. Take a deep breath and send your gentle attention, this awareness, through your neck to your jaw, into your tongue. Let go of anything you might be holding on to there. Now, allow this awareness to fill all of the tiny muscles of your face, around all of the curves of your smile and cheeks, and up around your eyes, and up into your temples, 
And then allow this awareness to fill up your cranium all the way to the top of your head. Now bring your awareness back to the space you are in. What are the sounds in this space right now? Are there any smells? What is the temperature like? What texture and level of firmness do you feel under you? This is a room you already know. What you may not know, however, is that each of us has a spirit self. Now your spirit self rises and steps right out of your physical body. In your mind's eye, you can see your physical body right where you left it. Take a look around this room as your spirit self. The walls and floor and ceiling and everything in it now shimmers. In one wall, you now notice a bright red door you have never seen before. This new door is from another age and place. Go to it. Touch it. Now, open the door. Outside is a lush forest, lit with diffuse afternoon sunbeams. Pass through the door and walk the forest path. Past thick trees centuries old. Past new saplings sprouting bright green leaves. Past mossy, knotted roots forcing their way up through the soil. Eventually, you come to a small clearing. Where I am waiting for you. I wear a long, dark robe, embroidered with a thousand-year-old patterns of my people. Together, we will visit the fabled city of my forebears. If you like, look down at your spirit body and dress it in whatever way you would like to wear for this journey. Do not concern yourself with style, contemporary or ancient, or even fantastical. In our spirit bodies, all things are possible. You and I proceed along the path until the forest ends in a wide, grassy plain. A river flows just beyond, and just beyond that... The ancient ruins of the great city, Ajahuti. We cross the river on a wide stone bridge. Two towering statues guard the city gate. Statues of women, one standing tall and serene the other filled with rage. These are Araja the Demon and Araja the Just, the twin daughters of Diana and Lucifer, and the first witches to ever walk this earth. I say a prayer in the oldest tongue, and the gates slowly open onto a wide boulevard. As we proceed, the city comes to life around us. 
crumbling, cracking stone buildings become polished, smooth, and brilliant with color again. Dry, dusty fountains begin bubbling with crystal clear water. Oil lanterns begin to glow and light our way, for the sun has just dipped behind the western city wall. Pedestrians materialize all around us, filling the plazas, bustling the shops, strolling out of the taverns, in pairs and groups, dressed in robes like my own. Business associates engaged in negotiations. Friends sharing a laugh. Parents managing tired young ones. We arrive at a massive, domed, and columned pantheon. Its high gable where stands a statue of thrice greatest Hermes bringer of wisdom, servant of the divine Thoth, and devotee to goddess Isis, who is more clever than a million gods. We have arrived at the Academy. On the massive timber doors, a student is represented in hand-hammered brass. A young woman or man, we cannot tell. The student points one hand to the sky and the other to the ground. This symbolizes humankind's connection to the divine. Around the student are four objects. A sword, representing intellectual sharpness. A staff, representing passion. A cup representing the emotions, and a coin representing a connection to the material world. Together, these symbols indicate that this student has all of the tools necessary for lifelong learning. And the figure eight symbol over the student's head signs the infinite potential within each and every one of us. Take a second now and think of something that truly excites you. Something that takes no effort at all. It can be jumping on your bike for a long ride. It can be a person. Diving into a book you love. Anything at all. I hope you feel that. That is the sense of wonder and innocence we first had for learning when we were young. It is this sense I try to kindle every time I come here. The massive doors easily glide open to reveal the Grand Academy Hall, alive with activity. The high, vaulted ceiling is alive with all of the stars in the sky. Now, that cosmos shifts and zooms into one single star. A professor refers her student to look up, as that star now splits open and reveals its inner workings and we see the moment something falls into place in that student's mind. Her eyes brighten. She points up at the star and excitedly follows a chain of thought with the professor. An older pupil guides a group of younger students across the great map inlaid in the floor enlightening them in history's dark truths. And we are privileged to witness the very moment these students commit to a brighter future. To our left, one student directs another in the rehearsal of a drama. To our right, 
is a group of art students, each one intent on their canvas and lost in that state they call creative flow. It is this energy that draws me here time and again. It reminds me of the people and things that have given me those moments of revelation or guided me into new directions or shown me something in myself I never even knew was there. I am reminded of Ismael, a dear friend and bookseller I knew years ago. He ignited my true love of tarot and magic. He also taught me patience. He taught me to be kinder and to take time for others and to help those who need it. I lead you up a cast iron staircase to a balcony overlooking the grand hall. The wall is lined with evenly spaced doors of fine hardwood. I lead you to one door in particular, which has a gleaming brass plaque engraved with your name. Behind this door is your own private study. Go ahead and open it. This is a space to explore your own path of learning and growth. Do whatever you like with it. And remember, in our spirit selves, all things are possible. I'm going to leave you alone for a bit. Don't worry about how long you spend here. This time is for you. I will return when we are ready to move on. I'm back with you. Go ahead and take one more look around. Now, how about you join me on the balcony and close the door? This place is always here for you. Return as often as you like. Feel free to have a stretch. Now, I would like to take you to the castle. Tonight, the Empress holds her annual celebration of all the women of this great city. I offer you my hand. 
a white mist rises and envelops us, then just as quickly dissipates. And now we stand outdoors. It is evening, and we are on a path of smooth and perfectly fit cobblestones. Before us stands the castle. I now transform my robe into a light color, decorated with a bounty of the brightest, most colorful flowers. And I materialize a tiara above my head, composed of real, twinkling stars. If you would like to change your own clothing for the celebration, all it takes is a thought. Go ahead. Of course, if you are satisfied with what you wear now, that is perfectly all right, too. The castle gate is never closed to the people. Thick and wide-leaved vines creep up both sides of the gate, spreading out across the walls, up around the arch at the top, and further up and over the high wall above. We pass through into a wide tunnel painted with children's murals. We emerge into the courtyard, already aglow with warm lamplight and filled with chatting, laughing, toasting, and general catching up. Welcome to the Empress's Celebration. Older children run and play, Younger ones cling to their mother's legs. Small dogs chase one another and collapse into balls of happy chaos. Cats perch safely out of reach, twitching their tails and observing the spectacle. In the middle of the courtyard, a table is piled with moist cakes, frosted cookies, Dark and salted chocolates, puffed and airy pastries, candied fruits. Beside this, another table is laid with steaming, savory pies. Fresh, butter-baked bread you can smell from here. Go ahead and smell that. A third long table is crowded with liquid refreshments. Thick glassed dark green bottles of wine. Carafes of juices. Orange. Grape. Golden apple. Wide-handled wooden jugs brimming with glacial water. On the far wall of this courtyard is a wide hearth in the shape of a round, squat earth goddess. Her arms wrapped around an enormous, bubbling cauldron in the shape of her pregnant belly. Her features are pitted and worn lost to the winds and waters of time. Legend has it, she was on that very spot when this castle was first built. She is from an age before history, when the laws that governed the world were quite different and the beings that roamed the land were of another kind altogether. Allow me to point out some of the esteemed women in attendance. 
Caroline, silver-haired, lithe and subtle in her movements as she snacks on a plate of fruit. She has recently retired as her son took over the family business trading with desert spice merchants across the narrow sea. Amita, a young and animated scholar and the Empress's cultural emissary. Amita arranges the exchange of knowledge between our city and other nations. She encourages our citizens to visit our neighbors near and far and advocates for foreign peoples to live among us and know our ways. Helga is happy to have her three daughters gathered round her for the celebration. The eldest is a healer. The middle child lives in the far city of Ix, where she pioneers restorative methods of justice and advises the Archduke of that land in a more compassionate rule. The youngest is an architect currently leading an expansion of our already impressive aqueduct network. To the side, you see a large stone portico. The Elder Witches' Council sits in their high-backed and velvet-cushioned chairs. These are the oldest and wisest women in the whole city. The Empress herself arrives. She is dressed in soiled work clothes and a long-stained apron. Dearest friends, one and all, I do apologize for my tardiness. I have been cooking for you this whole day, and let us just say, not every dish went exactly according to plan. Enjoy yourselves. I merely need a moment to change. This empress works side by side with farmers in her fields. She gives up her royal box at sporting events and watches from down on the ground among the children. In times of conflict, she leads the city's defense herself. Alyssa is a metal worker. She fashioned the hammered brass student on the doors of the academy. The man with her is her husband, Andrew. Now he mounts a small stage and all eyes turn to him. See the Empress emerge again, clean now, 
her simple, elegant dress made by an attendee of this very party. At the start of her reign, she melted her crowns and scepters to be spent on needs of the people. She wears only that wreath of flowers made by her eager daughters. The Empress begins her ceremonial approach to the Elder Witches' Council. She takes up a basket overflowing with the best fruits and vegetables and flowers and wines. She kneels before the council, sets the basket on the ground before them, and bows her head. The entire council rises to their feet. They gather round the empress and place their hands on her bowed head. After a moment, they help her to her feet and raise her hands high. Now, the empress very carefully selects a single apple from the basket she laid at the council's feet. The crowd parts, and she moves to the earth goddess hearth. She raises the apple to her lips and whispers to it. Then she drops it into the bubbling cauldron. All women present line up before the basket. Let us join this line too. In this celebration, we show gratitude for what we have accomplished in the past year. See, now the Empress speaks. We may have built family. We may have built our work. We may have built peace of mind, empathy, joy. We may have built wealth. We may have built knowledge or skill. All of these accomplishments deserve celebration and thanks. As we move through the line, we have a little time before it is our turn at the basket. Are there any accomplishments from the past year that you would like to celebrate? Large or small, the goddess accepts all offerings sincerely given. You have a little time now to consider. It is now our turn at the basket. No matter how many people approach it, miraculously, it never runs out of goods. Apples, oranges, peaches, plums, squash, greens, eggplants, cabbage, breads, wines, flowers. You may select anything that catches your eye. This will be your offering to the goddess. Now we approach the earth goddess hearth. The cauldron in her belly simmers and steams with a rich broth. Hold your item up to your lips and whisper the year's accomplishment you appreciate into that item. Now, 
drop the item into the cauldron. Watch it sink into the depths of the broth. And look into the face of the earth goddess. The face is worn smooth with endless ages. But do you detect the barest hint of a smile in her faded features? I have one more place to show you. The nameless garden where we will take part in my people's most sacred ritual. The Midnight Renewal. Once more, I offer you my hand. The white mist envelops us and then fades. The hour nears midnight. The evening cool has turned a crispy cold. The full moon nestles yonder in a bank of heavy clouds. Before us, a series of high, gothic arches. The main entrance to the nameless garden. I wave my hand down the length of my body and transform my clothing into a simple black robe. The midnight renewal is sacred. If you would like to alter your own clothing once more, do so now. See now, the priestess approaches leading the horse-drawn, open-air hearse. And see atop, the elder witch lies peaceful and prepared for her renewal. She wears the traditional renewal gown of ornate white lace and lies on a bed of the white roses which the dark god Usur loves and prizes so. Her hair, white as the whitest cloud, spreads out around her face, where her century of life is written in creases, folds, and lines. Her thin and calloused hands gently folded over her belly testify to a long, active, and meaningful life. A long procession flows behind the hearse, all clad in black robes like my own. We fall into their midst and walk with them, passing under the gothic arches winding through rolling hillocks planted with mausoleums and monuments going back to the dawn of civilization itself. Finally, we emerge onto a wide, open lawn where we see the unknown gate looming silent in the darkness, appearing less a physical structure and more a hole in the night itself. If the earth goddess hearth was from some pre-human age, the unknown gate is from before there were any ages at all. Look there. A tall and cloaked figure attending the gate, a wide-brimmed hat tipped down to hide his face. The gatekeeper. 
The priestess stops before the unknown gate and bows her head. The gatekeeper surveys the elder witch in the hearse and nods approval. The priestess leads the hearse through the unknown gate and vanishes into a hole in the night. The procession follows, and as each person reaches the gatekeeper, they stop and execute a brief exchange before continuing into the unknown gate and vanishing themselves. You see, passage through the unknown gate requires payment and the gatekeeper accepts only one currency. Death. We all carry dead things inside. We carry people we must let go of. We carry habits that demean rather than elevate us. We carry desires that no longer serve us. Beliefs ideologies, behaviors. We all carry dead things inside. There is no need to choose your form of payment. The gatekeeper will take the dead thing he desires. It is your time. Approach the gatekeeper. See him tower over you, much taller than any man should be. Look up under the wide-brimmed hat and only now see his face. Now the gatekeeper extends a large hand from the folds of his cloak and holds the palm toward your chest. He sways and moves the palm around in a circle before you. Suddenly, the hand freezes in space. The gatekeeper has selected the dead thing inside you. The large hand reaches toward you touches you lightly as if probing and the hand passes through your spirit body's membrane directly into your heart. A cold tingle spreads throughout your entire being. The gatekeeper clenches his hand into a fist and pulls it from your chest, sparkling and glowing with a sickened light. He raises the fist to his mouth and consumes the dead thing he took from you. He rises to his full, unnatural height and stares off into the distant night, no longer aware of you at all. You have paid your price. You may pass through the unknown gate. As you move through the arch, the nameless garden is consumed by a great darkness. There is no more procession, no gatekeeper, no unknown gate, just vast darkness. Even I am no longer beside you. I communicate with you now, only in your mind.
and with great effort. You are at the source. I cannot describe it to you, for only you know what is here. I cannot tell you what to do here. What I can tell you is this. Be open to possibilities. This is midnight renewal. You are no longer the person you were when this journey began. If you suddenly take off and fly to an unknown land, try not to question it. If some person approaches you here, allow yourself to be curious and ask them why they have come. If you do nothing at all but rest, then that is what your renewal demands. This contact is difficult. I must leave you alone for now. I have regained strength enough to guide you again. Whenever you are now, whatever you are doing, contemplating, now begin to let go of it and return to the sound of my voice. There is a door not far from you. Find it now and go to it. Open the door and see the forest. The same one we took to get here. Now the sunbeams come from the direction of morning. Step through the door. Feel the solid earth of the forest path under your feet. Now, close the door. You walk along the forest path. Birds flutter and chirp through the trees. Tiny creatures root through the underbrush. The day is coming alive. The air is fresh and clean 
Take a nice deep breath into your lungs. Now you arrive at our small clearing where I am waiting for you. We stroll the forest path for a bit. See there? The door back to your room. Open the door. There is your room. The place where you started this journey. And there is your physical self. Right where you left it. Go to that physical self now and re-enter carefully. Good. Let's take a moment to get you settled back in. Begin by moving your fingers and toes. Allow that movement to extend into your arms and legs. Just allow them to move back and forth a bit as feels good. Get a feel for your physical self again. And when you feel ready, allow your actual physical eyes to float open. Thank you for taking this journey with me. There is no rush to move, if you would prefer to sit for a bit. You are, after all, an entirely new person now. I sometimes find it beneficial to process my journeys, perhaps through journaling or drawing, or simply through sharing it with someone you trust. I take my leave of you now. I sincerely hope I see you again. Farewell. <laughs>